guess if we don't mention the technical difficulties, no one knows about the technical difficulties. I just hope it doesn't. I hope this was working and it's not echoing. Even if we had to do it over, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Well, good thing you don't mind doing it over. <laughs> I see where you. So did you at least? You at least started the Toronto Blanc. That's correct. And then, but you haven't. I haven't gotten as far as I would like, but um, what I've read, I'm enjoying. How far did you get? The same spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So it's still the still the you learned about what's his name William of Warwick. Yes. Which yes. he he uh, he's around a lot longer than I. So last time we talked about like I don't know why why they started with this character that's not the main character. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the uh, the character the the whole thing is named after. Mm -hmm. But so far the William dudes he's around for a minute. Like I said I'm much further than I thought I was going to be. Oh, I didn't. Really? Yeah. I. Do you have, oh, um, what page number? I am reading it online, so I don't think I have page numbers. Right. But how, what page number are you on? Um, not quite 100, but, but kind of up there. I'm in the, at least the third section. Okay. And you had asked last time who the translator of my oh, yeah. edition is. It's Robert S. Rutter. I don't know. Now that now that you mention yours, I don't I don't know the translator of mine, and I didn't bring the book today. I'll also going to say that um, that mine is abridged. Oh right, because they left out the philosophical discourses, which we both discussed. That I was very upset about because I, I mean, I enjoy reading about things like that. But then again, I'm sure that they or he edited it that way right. for a reason. I wonder I wonder how much shorter. Shorter it is, especially if you don't have page numbers. So that would drive me crazy, not having page numbers. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, I want to see. Let's see the. I guess the progress. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I might feel like I'm on the same page for three years. <laughs> like the water margin. Yeah. I mean, even with page numbers, that book was was just. It it drove me crazy because it didn't seem like I made any made any milestones even after right. reading it for like two hours. So how do you? How are you keeping track if there's no page numbers? Like, or if you close it, does it just stay? Does it just hold your spot? Like, what if you lose your spot? I think I am going to have to start and stop at um at chapter. Oh, chapter. Beginning of uh, of chapter. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, at least the, like it's not long chapters. Like, okay. Chapters. There was one part, at least in my version, where there was three chapters on a single page. Oh. So. Okay, and um, and. <laughs> I know that you were just asking me what I would do if I lost my place. I mean, it wouldn't be anything new because I think we had to start and restart the water parts like at least three times. I'm because not, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, crank, I'm cranking this one. I'm doing this one. I'm, I don't think this book is is the kind that you would have to um, start over if you because there's not a hundred characters. Right. I mean, like, if you left it down for, like, three or four days, I mean, right. I think you could still make out where you are in right. the story. But with the water margin, it was really, really hard to keep track of who was who because there were, as you said, so many characters. And is, uh, 
Is your chapter titles, are they numbers or are they Roman numerals? Mine's Roman numerals, and I guess I'm trying to keep track, but I don't really... Once you get past, like, like 20... <laughs> actually, actually, I can, I can do up to, like, 30, because that's just a couple of X's, you know? Mm -hmm. Three X's, but... Yeah, I guess I'm learning Roman numerals as I go. There's an L involved right now. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out how, like, how they came up with this system, because sometimes it's like before or after. It seems complicated since I'm not familiar with it. Well, I was trying to find out if it's Roman numerals or not, but it, it just keeps going. There doesn't seem to be... Ah! There are Roman numerals. Because I, I just happened to um, get to chapter four, Constantinople. Have you gotten there? I'm sure I did, because okay. I'm in, like, the 60s. Okay, oh, wow. But I wonder if the chapters are this. I wonder if they broke up your chapters the same, because, like I said, my chapters are really strange. Okay. How it'll it'll just cut, like, halfway through, a, like, someone speaking, and it'll just be a new chapter. All right, so are you intrigued enough to want to read on with, with the way they break it up? Yeah, I guess, I mean, because you're not really... So it doesn't really feel like it's a different section. It's just kind of the same... It's just like plopping. They're just like almost random. Like they're, each chapter has a title, but it's still a, it's almost like just taking a ran, like a random book and just popping in like after a paragraph, like time for a chapter. So I wouldn't really call them like chapters, so to speak. It could just be, I mean, there's definitely the sections, the separate sections definitely feel different. Like it could be a chapter, the, the chapter numbers. So are they still introducing characters and Events or yeah, there's a there's the whole part with William, and then he meets Tarrant, and then characters start. A lot of it is dialogue, so it's like a character telling a story, but they're still like it's still within dialogue. So there's a I don't know. It's really interesting how the style is. The style is interesting. So not in the same way that the golden ass was told, right? Kind of. Okay. But it, it's not like different. So far, it's not different stories with different characters. Mm -hmm. These characters all relate. But oh, really? Yeah, it's... Like I said, I'm not super far out of the... Comparatively with the rest of the book, I'm not very far. But. Okay. Well, hopefully this one won't take us the rest of the year. I mean, it seems to be going a lot faster for you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even, and I didn't even pick it up very often, I wouldn't say. Okay. So, I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely heavy, though. <laughs> it's a huge, another huge one. Yes. Oh, I, I almost forgot. In the introduction that we both read, I mean, right. ours are different, obviously, since we're reading different translations. But um, did yours mention how, how spicy... It would be. Um, I kind of touched on it. Um, there is a part, though, where he gets, I don't want to spoil too much for you, but he gets to get a, a brooch. I think it's what's called a brooch, like a little pendant. Is that what it's called? Brooch, <coughs> brooch, brooch, yeah. I don't, I've never worn one, so I have no idea. Um, but he gets, he, a lady offers him one, but he has to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> talks about how he gets to <laughs> approach it. I can. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. You'll get there. You'll get there. I don't want to spoil too much. But yeah, there's 
I mean, I guess if that's as spicy as it gets, though, it's not too bad. It's more... Okay. All right, so not the golden as spicy. So yet. far. So far not. Okay. But there's still, there's still quite a ways to go. Okay. We have already discussed often that um, that I am, I've just been very, very surprised at how spicy and smutty some, some of these books have been. Much to my dismay, I have to say. Why do you feel that? that um... See, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to understand why a lot of authors feel, feel that it, um, it would either add to the story or... Like current or ancient? Both. Well, ancient, I guess, because... There's nothing else to do. Right. That's, that's what they do. Current. Sometimes I... I mean, sometimes I would say it definitely is needed for a story, but sometimes I think it's either genre-based or monetary, like, money. Do you feel that, in general, it has wide, wide appeal? Is it what readers really want? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't bother me, so I don't... I guess I really don't put much thought. It's, it's definitely what sim readers want. That's all they want. <laughs> they're, I mean, it's just, but it's no different than like some people only want to read Amish mysteries, or like Amish stories, and some people only want to read cozy mysteries, and some people only want to read science fiction. I mean, I guess if it's looked in in that perspective, I sort of see your point, but um, <laughs> it's just never been something that I've. <laughs> I've enjoyed reading in in my stories, and it can make or break a book for me. Oh, really? Believe it or not. But as far as I know, you you have gravitated towards some of these, right? Um, I don't I don't know how I've. <laughs> Didn't it all start with um, Naughty Boy or no the bromance novels? It was the bromance, right? Yeah, we did that one, and it might have been the first one. And then there was the, there was the Naughty Boy book that, that I didn't even bring up. Someone else, someone else mentioned that one as a joke. So I, I read it as a joke and, and they were some very, very naughty boys. <laughs> and then. It, so she has no one to blame but herself. I mean, right? I guess so far I haven't picked one in earnest like this is what I wanted it's all been because someone has said or done something and I was like fine I'm gonna do it same thing with the 50 shades of gray like that was that was Barbara rant like joking that if I wanted to listen to the audiobook and I was like absolutely and so I did and we just can't give you any kind of challenge and then I told her all about it because it was her What do you get right for? Yeah. <laughs> I guess sometimes though it just seems out of place or like almost unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I just don't. I guess I'm not talking about the romance books with like, but if it's in something that's not specifically. Where, oh, where it's not relevant to the story? Where it just seems like it's kind of plopped in there. I can. Sometimes I, I, I do okay. think that. Okay. Where we're just. When it's describing certain features with much more detail than it probably needs to be. Mm -hmm. There was another one that I did read. I read that I read that roommate book. What 
roommate. I think I I vaguely remember this one. That's the one that was like, I guess it was on TikTok or something, and <laughs> and uh, and Colby checked it out, and so I read it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm like not like partial to him or anything. <laughs> I guess I just if. Do you see the appeal, though? Yeah, I mean, if that's what you're into. But I also, like, I don't... There's not really something that I wouldn't... Because I read, you know, that there was that YA book about the girl who could um, hurt people if they touched her. That was all over TikTok. And so Colby checked it out, but she couldn't get into it. But I read it. It's the same. And that was like a science fiction book. And there's not something... I guess there's not really anything... Not a particular genre that I would turn down. I I don't know. I guess... No, you have amazed me. I, you have been able to read many, many things that I just yeah. would not be able to. Yeah. <laughs> so you did finish Twilight, right? Did finish Twilight and then finished Pride and Prejudice. I felt like it was just more of like a social, a social commentary kind of book than it is like this grand romance that everyone makes it out to be. Whereas like the movie definitely focuses on the romance between... Um, Elizabeth and, and Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. But the book, I mean, the romance was there, and yeah, they, you know, get together, and, you know, they realize that the miscommunication, but it was more of like, like a, I don't want to say a comedy of manners, but like more of like a social, it just didn't feel as like the, the, the grand romance that everyone no, I see what you mean. makes it seem to be. Where it was there, but there was also like a lot of the other like subplots and stuff that the movie doesn't touch on because mm-hmm. they focus on. The, the, the romance part. Mm-hmm. I've read it, but it's it's been a few years. Do you feel that um, your experience for Fifty Shades of Grey would have been different if you had read it versus listening to it? <laughs> well, I don't don't, I mean, don't ask me the, that because then I'll have to read it. <laughs> the experience is different for me. I find that I don't pick up as many details when I'm listening to something. Right. Although I get the overall gist of the story, the characters in the book. Whereas when you read, right. everything plays out in my mind. Yeah. There's definitely things that I don't mind listening to, but there's there's other books that I wouldn't probably listen to unless I've read them first, maybe. But I don't know, because, you know, I guess some things, it's just an assumption, though, because I might, like, let's say, I didn't think, I didn't think I'd enjoy Gentlemen in Moscow, and that would have been one that if I didn't know about it, I'd probably be like, oh, I just listened to that one. Because mm-hmm. I really, I didn't really enjoy that one. I, that one surprised me well, a I, lot. I loved that one. Yeah. And I think that one I did end up listening to as well. And, um, and Like both at the same time, or you read it and then you listened to it? I think I was doing it at the same time. Because I don't know if I could do that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that would... Be too distracting in some ways? Right. And then I'd have to (laughs) keep going, like, finding spots and stuff. I think that would drive me crazy. I find that that that's what I have to do when I listen to audiobooks. I I try to catch everything. And when I don't, I have to keep rewinding. And that can become... Oh, see, I don't mind doing that. I'll do that sometimes. Oh, really? I mean, but over and over, though. Right. Well, I mean, like, you know... I start zoning out, that's why. If I have to talk to the car in front of me and I miss something because I'm giving them my opinion they can't hear, then I might have to rewind it for a second or two or 
five, whatever. You know, I might have to go back a chapter, depending on how they're driving. <laughs> Chair of the road, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, this is off topic, but I just have to quickly tell you while I'm thinking of it. Do you remember when I asked you about chili recipes? Oh, yeah, yeah, you were talking about if there was like a secret or something, yeah. Well, I mean, um... Or like, if... Yes, yeah. I, mean, I was just wondering if, if there was an ingredient that you felt belongs in chili. Right. And you said sausage. Well, that was, no, that was, that's just what my, my mother-in-law does. Okay. She says that's the secret ingredient. Right, well, I added the secret sausage. <laughs> and it was actually very good. I mean, this was one loaded chili. There was bacon. <laughs> there was beef. <laughs> um, was it like a... Was Italian it, sausage. Oh, so was it Italian? I was yeah. going to say, was it like a breakfast sausage or Italian sausage? I mean, I thought about the breakfast sausage, but I, I went with the Italian sausages. Because the breakfast sausage might be good because it has that, like... That, that kind of sweet clove like undertone that might balance with the beans and stuff. Okay, now depending you, on how you make your chili, though, I guess. Now you tell me. No, I'm just guessing. I don't. I could probably whip up some chili if we went to the store and I can do it. But I don't make soups. It's not my favorite dish, but um, that was just the one dish that always got me. I mean, I I could never make it taste right, but I think I am getting close. Considering the fact that I've made it like two or three times already. So you're just trying to, so you just want to make it right. You're not making it like, your family's not like requesting chili. That's correct. But, but they, they've been eating it grudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you gotta, if you gotta get it right, you know, they get hungry enough, whatever. Right. Right. But yeah. Like, I just don't think, I don't think about soup. I just don't, I know it exists and I eat it if it's around and there's soups that I like and there's soups that I don't like. So you don't naturally crave soups even mm. during cold winter months. Mm -mm. Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't. So interesting. I don't think about soup. What is your go-to meal during the winter? I have one. Oh, I just don't. I am. I just don't I think so in that surprised. kind of way. Yeah, I just don't think in that kind of way. Really? I mean, if I want to mix, I don't know. So, like, Colby. Well, if like she wants something, she'll be like, okay, this week I'm going to make a lasagna. And I'm like, okay. And we go to the store and then we just do it. Whereas when I go to the store, I just grab a bunch of random things and then just kind of. So you don't plan beforehand or think of what you are going to make. Mm -hmm. You decide at the store. Or that or just, or I'll just get some, or just get some, see what needs to be used in the, the fridge or the pantry or whatever and just make something. I like doing that more than planning. I wish I was that kind of mm, I like doing that. Definitely less waste. Or like 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 I told you about like I went to I went to the store because she asked me to go pick up one little thing and I came back with leeks. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, they, they look so nice though. So then I didn't think of soup at that point because okay. I, I had all these leeks to use because you had to get them in this giant bunch of leeks. So I ended up making corn and leek chowder. Which sounds amazing. I made a uh, apple and leek barbecue sauce. I that made... I didn't hear about. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, just had to, found all the ingredients and just made something, or even if I don't have all the ingredients, just something close enough. So I... you're very exper experimental in the kitchen. I guess. I made a, a garlic and leek mashed potatoes. How did that turn out? They were good. Wait, 
So you're trying to tell me that you had that many leaks to use up? I told you they came in a bunch. <laughs> had a lot of leaks. Um, oh my uh, we had. Uh, I kept making crispy leaks to garnish things. We're not. I don't really garnish. Like I'm at home, I'm not going to garnish stuff because you know it's home. But crispy leaks are good, you know, and they're simple. Real simple. Real simple to make. It's like the one time that I'll actually use a lot of cornstarch. Mm-hmm. I don't like how cornstarch feels. I don't. Just thinking about it right now, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like cornstarch. I mean, I don't I like the, I mean, the feel of. The feel, yeah, well, yeah. Yes, cornstarch. And especially. No, I know like, what you mean. I worked at this one place and we made these croutons out of grits, right? You make this big pan of grits, or you make grits, you season them or whatever, you put them in this pan and you get them real cold. And then you, you cut them out into squares and then you toss them in cornstarch. And all that was fine until I kind of had to scoop them out. And, oh, see? It bumps. <laughs> I don't like I don't like how cornstarch feels. Yes. <laughs> cornstarch is all it almost defies description. It's it's it has that weird texture. I, I refuse to I use know it what you mean. unless I have to. So like when it's coming for like a quick fry, something like that, where you don't want like a batter, it's 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 good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I refuse pretty much refuse to use it as a slurry. Because it just pulls, it just sucks flavors out of things. Mm-hmm. Like I will make a quick, I'll make a quick roux before I ever use cornstarch and mm-hmm. just kind of spoon it in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Mm. Oh, I just learned something new about you today. I hate the way the cornstarch feels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now corn syrup, on the other hand, I will eat pecan pies for days. But but here's my next question: Would you rather put your feet in sand? Or cornstarch, because I know you hate sand, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just imagine all of the cornstarch between your toes. And I don't know. I don't have the same feeling. I don't, I don't know if I'd have the same feeling about it. I mean, but they have such different textures, though. Yeah. You know, I guess... Can we just mix both and put your feet in? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any situation unless I go to a cornstarch factory... Lose my shoes, and, and there's a horrific accident. Uh, never say never. You never know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have to go home. I'm gonna have to go home, and I guess Colby's gonna be like, "Why is there cornstarch all over the place?" And I'm like, well, I have to put it between my toes for an experiment. Oh my God. <laughs> I okay. That's probably how I feel about stepping on on the floor that has something sticky on it, right. it, it drives me absolutely mad. There's just something about it, even when I'm wearing socks. Or like even shoes, like stuff, I mean, like, I don't want to say stepping on gum because that's just annoying, but like, it's just I like just... the actual texture of the sticky on the foot or like the inconvenience of finding an unexpected sticky spot. I just can't explain it. Like, it just throws me off, off completely. Um... Like, for instance, I had on socks in the house, and I stepped on something that my kids may have gotten on the floor, and it stuck to my socks. So every time I walked, <laughs> there was that feel. You know, like that, that like, resistance, I guess. Right, that, like, millisecond where it's just... Like, yes! Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's just enough to drive me crazy. I get that. I get that. Well, just put a little cornstarch on it. It'll... Dry it right up. It's just. <laughs> oh my. 
All right, look, you are giving me too many ideas, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen and I. <laughs> y'all, y'all doing something with cornstarch? Goodness. <clears throat> yeah, but I find it so so interesting that um, I mean I know you're a foodie, but I just um, I mean as a foodie, do you crave certain foods? I mean, because I know I I definitely do, but you you don't seem to to me. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a foodie. I don't know if I describe I don't myself. Think so. I don't know. Cause that that kind of t- like you definitely are because you like you like the present. I guess I do like the presentation and stuff, but. I don't know. I guess I'm a different foodie. Different kind of foodie. Do I crave? Well, you're very experimental, and I, I just love the idea of food. I like the idea of food. I think I just okay. like the idea of foods. Okay. I don't know. If, I guess. I mean, I guess everyone gets cravings for something, but Is I don't know if I like get to the point where I have to go make something. Where I'm more like. I'm so I would, surprised. I would really? say mine's more of there is something in the fridge that needs to be eaten. So I'm going to go ahead and eat this thing, but you're a practical foodie. I guess I don't know, but I guess my experience with food has always been on like the other the preparation side, where I less of the serve me side, not serve me, but like you know I go out to eat and stuff, but I always was on the yes. I've had a lot of a lot of years on the other side of it. <laughs> of dealing with those people who. Oh my uh, goodness! Yeah. The serving part was never for me. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My mom was an excellent cook, so that's why it's it's almost ingrained in me. Okay, that's important, though. That'll that'll do it. Yeah. She's a natural. Uh, she's naturally a um, great cook. She just seems to understand how a flavor melds together. Right. And so I think I may have gotten it from her. I just, I don't know, you said melding flavors. I also made a, um, a, I left over like cucumbers and there was a melon. So I made like this, I added some leeks to this and made like an, an like a Asian kind of dressing kind of thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, a little, little rice vinegar, little little sesame oil. Okay, so here's what I'm yeah. going to do. Expect a text from me sometime soon because I'm going to open my fridge and say, Ryan, I have this, this, and that. What can I make? I mean, worst case scenario, <laughs> if, you have, if you have at least salt and pepper, bare minimum, that's all you need. Bare minimum. Then everything else you just build from there. Mm-hmm. Then you add your, your other profiles. But bare minimum, all you need is salt and pepper. Do they, do they work out for you 90% of the time? Or like... you? You just have to concede, you know, defeat. Or, oh well, that wasn't so great. Some things are definitely better than than others, but there's never really been anything that's unless like the time that you know the lid fell off the garlic and the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't you couldn't eat that, but oh but most of the time, most of the time, it, it it works out to at least be everything. At least tastes good. It's just it's just, I don't want to like I'm gonna sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but no, but wow. I- I mean, I'm impressed. I mean, you can definitely overdo it. There's some things that are, like I said, they're better than others, but they're not, like, awful. They're not, like... You you have already... I mean, I was already convinced of your culinary skills, but you proved it on family fun Oh, with the... With <laughs> our fun <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, 
I was cranking them out. No, that was just so much fun. I mean, you know, they they truly were a a cross between funnel cakes and beignets. <laughs> I mean, so I just thought that the name fit perfectly. But well, you, I mean, you you came up with it. Well, our patrons they, really enjoyed they it. They weren't they were not selling until you started calling them funnets, and then <laughs> who would not want to eat a funnier, right? Well, it went from nobody to everybody. <laughs> so many. So that was fun. That, that was, was really fun. But um, <clears throat> is is food ever? I mean, has food been mentioned in in any of our books? There's been like feasts, but it hasn't been like focal point I don't think that I can think I of. hope we read at least one book that that is just so descriptive of, of, of the meals and feasts. I I'll be in heaven. But I guess I guess now that we are talking about it, I guess I I read books like I like I cook where I just pick something up and that's the thing that I'm going to do. I don't, oh, really, I don't even think about I that. I don't really yes. plan it out. I mean there's stuff that that I want to get to, but I don't mm-hmm. really, I wouldn't say I have a set list and I have to follow. I, I don't have a recipe of books, so to speak, oh, and that so I follow. You try almost everything. <laughs> some are better than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been some winners and some losers. You know? Oh, my goodness. Um, do you make yourself finish the books that you really don't enjoy just to finish it? Or, or um, what's your mindset behind that? Because I am definitely not that kind of reader. Right. I mean, someone someone made this thing, and then they did it, and they were like, this is the thing that we want to use, and I guess I just want to see what makes it work or what makes it not. Sometimes I'll purposely choose something bad because everyone says it's bad, and I want to see why. Like, what makes it so awful? Fair enough. And that's the same reason, same reason people want to read great books is because they want to see what makes it so great. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's part of it. But there is one book in particular that I can remember that was so bad. Um, so, that I just, I forced myself, besides Genji. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. That I forced myself to finish just because I'd started it and I'd gotten that far and I was like, well, let's see if this has any sort of redeeming. But Do you remember the title? I, I do. I don't. It's, oh, but it's not something you. Well, it's, it's, it's. It was someone's memoir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was so bad. Okay. Maybe, maybe you know, if I'm older, I read it when I was younger. But maybe if I picked it up now, it might hold some merit. But I'm probably never, ever going to pick it up again. I mean, so that's what intrigues me most about you. You're, you're able to plow through even though you, you dislike it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the opposite too, where I don't know how... How you stop? Like you've already invested X amount of X amount of time and pages into. But see, my my view is completely different. You know, um, there are so so many books out there to right. discover, and um, and I just can't imagine myself, or I can't imagine making myself finish something that I I'm really detesting when I could possibly. Enjoy. But see, I had, the same, I had the same way with. I remember the first time I read The French Lieutenant's Woman. I just couldn't get into it. I was struggling so much. And then at some point, way late in the game, it took a turn for me. And it's, I would say it's one of my favorite books. It is so funny that you mentioned that because um, our current book club selection, 
Sea of Tranquility. Right. I um, I think I even mentioned this to you that I just really couldn't get into it. Oh yeah. And I didn't see the hype behind it. But then I um, I continued to read and finally just got to a point where where as you said <laughs> it it took a turn. In such a way that I, I just ended up loving it. See, I mean, there's some, there's some that was, I mean, this. it, it doesn't happen very often, but it happened with that book, so right. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I actually have the French Lieutenant's Wife. That's the title, right? French Lieutenant's Woman. <laughs> the French Lieutenant's Woman. Yeah. Okay. I actually have that, so you think I should um, uh, give it a try? I don't know if we ever, if we ever make it through. I mean, is it in our? Um, I think so. Our one thousand and one. I think. Don't quote me, but I think so. I think so. But you know, it's. I might be eighty by then. <laughs> if, we ever, if we ever get through any of these, if we ever get out of the like, what are we in right now? Like the fifteen hundreds. Yes, it's yeah. it's it's quite early. Didn't we like calculate how old we would be if we? <laughs> or like, was that a? At the rate that we were going, I at don't the, remember. I think it was at the rate we were going because we were. I think we were making jokes about the water margin. Okay, well, we spent one whole year on the Arabian Nights, if not longer, yeah. and one whole year on the water margin. Yeah. But um, I am. I mean, the water margin. There were other. Um, we had other circumstances. Right. Um, yeah, there was there was many things out of our control yeah. on that one, but. So let's say we got these these giant books that are basically the size of two books crammed together, right? So we finish that in a month or less, then it's going to hit a point where we can do at least two, maybe three books a month, and it's okay. just it's going to speed up. Okay. Right? In theory. All right. So I might be seventy then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get through. Let's get through this one. I said it's not bad. It's not bad. I don't wanna, I don't give the wrong impression. I've actually enjoyed a lot of the books, so I think I am glad that we're doing this because right. they definitely are not books that, that I would pick up on my own. I would probably not either. I mean, in fact, I didn't even know about um, Water Margin and Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I was going to say, that's the, the, other than the Arabian Nights, I don't think I was aware of a single one okay. so far. But it's also interesting to see how, how, even with these few we've read, how everything seems to be um, influencing the next thing. So... Like it was mentioned, how episodicness, oh, that's the word, how the Arabian Nights influenced um, Tarant LeBlanc, or how how the characters in the Water Margin were proud to be related to the characters in Three Kingdoms, or um, there was another connection, or just how Tarant does Don Quixote, and then uh, how the the Golden Ass keeps popping up in other books you've read, or the yes. So it's just interesting so far to see the how how it's influenced over time. I think we're going to continue to see. That'd be an interesting thing to keep kind of watching out for. Mm -hmm. but. I can't wait to find out how um, different and similar Tarant LeBlanc is to um, Cervantes' Don Don Quixote. I feel like yeah. I I've, I haven't read I haven't read it, but what I know about Don Quixote, I can see why. He would kind of take this as a jumping point to make the character of Don Quixote. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. At least that's a that's a long one. You'll probably finish in a week. Oh, I loved it. I've, <laughs> I've read that one, and I really 
like the translation. Um, the one that I read was translated by Edith Grossman, I think, and she did a really good job. Well, so, so it's that's around the corner. <laughs> I don't know which corner it'll be, but one of these corners. <laughs>